Egyptian Legends and Stories The Creation According to Edfu This account comes from the text upon the walls of the temple at Edfu. In the beginning, there was the watery waste of Nun. When this subsided, as did the annual flood, it left a sandy island. On this island was a perch, and here a falcon, which represented Horus, rested. However, he had an enemy in the form of a snake, and he had to have a protector. In fact, two protector gods to prevent him from being attacked. These gods also protected Horus with the Great White One, the ceremonial stone mace head, with which Egyptian kings are shown killing their enemies. Horus, he of the dappled plumage, for here one is dealing with the elder hot god, the brother of Osiris, sweeps in from the sky and takes his place in the earliest temple. This was at first made of reeds and consisted of an enclosure with a small sacred lake part at one end where the emblem of the gods were kept. As time went on, this temple became enlarged, first built of brick and later on in its final stages of stone. Horus, whose name Har means distant one, planes through the sky, which is his home, on his powerful wings. He is closely linked with Ra and the other sun gods, and his home is with Hathor, whose name Hathor means house of Horus and who was another very old sky and cow goddess. At the end of Egyptian history, the various forms of Horus became indistinguishable, and Horus the Elder becomes one with Horus the Younger, the son of Osiris. The Egyptians envisioned not only the creation of the world, but the end of the world, as described in chapter 175 of the Book of the Dead, thus this earth will return to the primeval water none, to the endless flood as it was in the beginning. And in the end there will be no gods and no goddesses, nothing but Atum, the Lord of all, who made all mankind and all the gods, and who exist when everything else passes away. Then Atum and Osiris will have become one. The creation according to Say, Esna. It begins with the creation of Neith that took place before the creation of the world, when there was no land, no vegetation, nothing except the watery waste of none. Neith too changes her aspect. She becomes, in turn, a great fish and a cow. But what matters is not what form she takes, but that she has come into existence as a form with a conscience in this vast formless void. Once she has begun to think, creation as she imagines it proceeds at once. Her first creation is Egypt, which emerges, as she says, in gladness. After this, she creates the 30 gods by pronouncing their names. They greet her and are grateful that she has given them something to rest upon and that she has separated night from day for them. Neith tells the gods to lift themselves onto the earth to escape from the great lassitude that is engendered by the watery waste. The gods are worried about what will happen next and who else is to be created. 
Neith takes the form of a cow and begins to meditate on what she will create next. She speaks and tells the gods that an all-powerful being will be born on that day. When he opens his eyes, light will come. When he closes his eyes, darkness will fall. Men will be born from his tears of his eyes, and gods will be formed by the saliva of his lips. Neith promises that she will protect him and render him vigorous with her vigor. She foretells that his children will rebel against him, but that they will be beaten in his name, as he is my son, and he will be king of this country forever. His name will be Kifri in the morning, Atum in the evening, and he will be known as Ra forever and ever. When Ra was born of Neith, he was placed in an egg from which came the sacrosanct god Ra. His mother Neith called him to come to her, and he opened his eyes, and the sun shone. But because he could not see her at first, he wept, and men were formed of the tears of his eyes. Because there must always be a balance between good and evil, in the hour of the birth of Ra, a pawfi was born, a serpent 120 cubits long, in whose heart was rebellion against Ra. The Destruction of Mankind by Ra This legend comes from a side chapel in the tomb of Seti I. In the beginning, mankind was grateful to Ra for the benefits that he had conferred upon them, and they worshipped him and supplied all the things necessary for his service. After a while, however, they became tired of doing this and claimed that Ra had grown old and had no need of further offerings, so supplies for the temples diminished. Ra consulted with the council of the gods as to what he should do, but he did it secretly so that mankind should not know what he was about to do. The gods came together and grouped themselves around Ra and asked him what he wished to say. First, he consulted the god Nun, because he was the god of the watery waste and older than the other gods. Nun advised him to send his eye against mankind. Now his eye was his daughter Sekhmet, sometimes known as Hathor. In her form of Sekhmet, she was a fierce lioness, fond of hunting, and stood for the fierce rays of the midday sun. She went forth and slew man in the valley and in the desert where they had taken refuge. Then Ra was sorry for mankind, and he called to the goddess to cease her work and come to him in peace, as mankind had been punished enough. But the lioness roared and said, I swore by my life that when I gained mastery over men, it was very satisfying to my heart. Then again, Ra took counsel with the gods to see how he could stop Sekhmet's slaughter, as she was devouring mankind and waiting in their blood. The gods advised Ra to give Sekhmet beer, of which she was very fond. So large quantities of beer were brewed and mixed with some carcadi, a red stain, so that it resembled blood. Then, when the goddess was resting, this was poured upon the fields where she was about to hunt the next morning, and it reached the height of four spans. And his majesty Ra said, I will protect men with this beer which I have made. 
And when the goddess went out at daybreak, she found all the ground flooded with liquid. She admired her face in the flood, and then she drank the beer, and her heart became glad. And she did not know in what part of the land she was. And because she was drunk, she fell asleep, and mankind was saved. And the majesty of this god said to Sekhmet, Come in peace. Ever since that time, jars of beer have been prepared at the festivals of Sakmet Hathor and at Dendera. There was a festival of drunkenness.